I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. in a fifth generational conflict. A commentator, international social media sensation, and former Navy intelligence veteran. This is Human Events with your host, Jack Posobiec. Deliver us from the evil. The United States has struck targets, airstrikes in Syria. And the strike back, of course, is on, not has anything to do, the administration says, with what's happening between Israel and Hamas. What it has to do with is these proxy groups of Iran targeting U.S. forces. دمار 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 يا رب يا رب نعم الوكيل حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل حسبي الله ونعم الوكيل يا الله According to law enforcement, more than 47 people with serious criminal histories are being apprehended every single day. This week, one with a murder charge, another a member of a drug trafficking organization, and now law enforcement in Texas say they're seeing more and more people trying to transport migrants illegally into the country. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Jack Posobiec, Blackout Coffee, My Pillow. This is October 27, 2023, Anno Domini. We're live, Washington, D.C. What you've just seen there were cartel execution videos. Videos filmed right here on our southern border or near to our southern border. You see, folks, and go ahead, guys, show it. Show the B-roll. You're watching right now a cartel member chopping someone's head off, someone who's crossed the cartel. Execution videos, people on their knees, drug out into the woods, but other times at home, in front of their families. You have to understand what the powers that be are doing to you right now. This is a full frontal assault on your amygdala. We also showed the bombing of Gaza. Gaza has become the new Dresden of the Levant. And we are told at this hour that Israel is 
commencing or plans to commence ground operations in Gaza. So we are going to be tracking that as the breaking news continues. But I want to point out something. We are seeing these atrocities. We're seeing this horror that's playing out not on our TV screens necessarily, but also right in the palm of your hand, that little piece of glass that you carry around everywhere with you. That's where it's playing out. The question is, are you going to sit there and let that little piece of glass control you, control your life, control your family? Because you can choose to look away. You could choose to look at something else. You could choose to look at what's going on here in our own hemisphere, in our own backyard. The executions, the murders, the cartel rapes, the child trafficking. The question is, who does it serve? Who does it serve? Does it serve the cartels? Does it serve the deep state? Does it serve the globalist American empire? Is it turbo America? We're funding all sides of every conflict in the Middle East right now. Every side, Stephen Miller pointed out on Twitter. Every side is getting U.S. dollars at this point. And my question is, and I see Speaker Johnson up there talking about his questions, but we're going to continue the fight in Ukraine and Putin cannot prevail and all these things. My question is, in the midst of all this atrocity, in the midst of all this horror, in the midst of all this brutality, and I can keep going. I can find cartel videos every single day like this because it's going on every day. Here's my question. Who is fighting for the American people? Who is fighting for the men and women of this country? Who is fighting for our children? Who is fighting for our families? All I want is a leader in this country who speaks about the American people the same way that they speak about foreigners. Is it so much to ask? Is it so much to simply request that we get one speech for us? Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best ways that you can support us here at Human Events and the work that we do is subscribing to us on our Rumble channel. Make sure you're subscribed, you hit the notifications so you'll never miss a clip, you'll never miss a new live episode, and we're putting them out every single day of the week. Road with bloods, and then boys had a saying. Can't be listening to all that slappy whack, trimatazalitzabam ship, nippy bam bam, like human events with Jack Posobic. All right, Jack Posobic back here live, Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. Folks, I got to tell you, there's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open up social media. We we're just talking about this. Turn on the news. All you see is crime, societal decay, collapse. A lot of people just run out and say, oh, buy a gun. Okay. But then it sits in your safe. If there's ever an emergency and these people are not going to be prepared or they run the risk of hurting themselves or others, there's no way around it. You need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby. And ammo prices currently are through the roof. iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete, compete with friends, or even use it to safely train with those friends and family who are new to firearms. 
Go to itargetpro.com and get 10% off, off at checkout when you use promo code POSO. This is the safest, smartest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of the regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter itargetpro.com, itargetpro.com, promo code POSO. You don't know when there's going to be a crime in your area. You don't know. And we've seen a horrific mass shooting earlier this week in Maine. You don't know when something is going to happen and you are going to need that firearm. Now, I want to get back into the news. We are told at this hour that columns of Israeli tanks are approaching the Gaza border fence in the north. So uh, this is the northern section. Guys, if we have a map of the Gaza Strip, let's let's doing a little Semper Gumby around here today because this is breaking news. So let's put up some footage of Gaza earlier today from some of the bombing that went on. But if we can, I'd love to get a map up if at least the Gaza Strip and if not that, at least the area so people can get some familiarization for what's going on. So uh, this northern section of the of the Gaza Strip. So this is towards Tel Aviv, uh, towards Ashkelon. This is why you're hearing so many of those rockets hitting there. These are incredibly populated areas. Uh, Tel Aviv city is one of the largest populated areas in all of Israel. Now, for people to understand this in the area orientation, of course, the Gaza Strip is nestled between, okay, Israel on one side, the Mediterranean Sea on another, and then Egypt to the south. The West Bank is not directly connected to the Gaza Strip. So Gaza Strip is essentially Gaza City and then a couple other settlements to the south. Most of Gaza City is in the north. And so when you're talking about these situations, I understand that can be a little confusing. Um, keep in mind, this entire state of Israel from the north all the way to the south, it's only about the size of New Jersey. We were there uh, a couple, you know, what was it a year ago? So we were there for about, about a week and a half. And we drove around literally from the northernmost end to almost the southernmost end. We went all the way down to the southern tip of the Dead Sea. We didn't go all the way down to the Red Sea. I'd love to someday, but it's just, it's, it's you know, too far through the desert with kids. But uh, we drove all the way around this thing in a couple of days. It was not that big. Um, let's see what else we're getting. We're hearing that U.S. Air Force KC-135s refueling tankers have arrived in the Middle East with their identifications hidden, <clears throat> their identification markings hidden. For those who don't know, the, the United States and Israel have been training with the U.S. Air Force on mid-air refueling for years. And so there's questions as to whether or not uh, people are you know, claiming whether or not these will be used for the Israeli Air Force. I don't think so personally, but we went, you might be seeing more air interface with the um with these strikes northern northerly into syria and now what people also need to understand about that clip we played earlier about the u.s strikes within the territory of syria so guys if we if we can get a map up that shows syria and israel this will explain it very quickly for people so when they're talking about the united states hitting syria that doesn't mean the united states is attacking the syrian army or even the Syrian government or Syrian-held areas. Okay, you can kind of see it here. That's Syria to the north, Jordan mainly uh, to the east of Israel, and then Syria to the north. The situation is is that throughout the Middle East, throughout this region where the U.S. has bases um, in Syria, in Iraq, which is just to the, just to the east of Syria, you also have vast swaths of desert that aren't really controlled by any government. Uh, and in these areas, a lot of Iranian militia 
are active, Al-Qaeda elements, ISIS elements, sort of, you know, vestiges of the ISIS caliphate are still active in some of these areas. But predominantly, the largest and most powerful militias in these areas, the ones that have drones, the ones that have rocket fire capabilities um, that are going up against and really penetrating U.S. air defenses right now are the one, the Shia militias, Shia militia groups or SMGs in the areas it's referred to, uh, backed by the Iranians. So they're backfilled by the Iranians. And you see these all throughout Iraq. You see these all throughout Syria. Um, of course, Iran being a huge backer of Bashar al-Assad, as well as Russia is a huge backer of Assad because of their naval ports in Latakia and Tarsus. Now, the issue for the U.S. military is that these militias, they're, and I said this earlier today on War Room, they're going to be given the green light. Once Israel Okay, once Israel goes in, and we're hearing as of this moment that Israel is putting in, okay, is, is coming into northern Gaza. Uh, Hamas has put out a statement. I think we can read that very quickly for everybody. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll finish my point first. So Hamas puts out their statement. Israel potentially coming in. They've announced the start of ground operations, the commencement of ground operations in north Gaza. We don't know if this is the full-scale ground operation yet. Time will tell. But the Internet has been cut out in Gaza. The communications have been cut out. Cell phone service is down. So the signals of that area, this is something that we would see that would predicate a large-scale ground operation. That being said, the reason that the U.S. military and Biden, we're hearing all these stories that Biden was, of course, going to Bibi Netanyahu, going to the Israelis, going to the IDF, saying, hold off until we can get more air defenses in the area, until we can get more assets in the area, those KC-135s, the air refuelers, mid-air refuelers are part of this, because they know that U.S. bases are going to come under attack once Israel goes in. You think these drones, these little rockets, these little bottle rockets that they've been firing at the U.S. bases right now are the, are the real airstrikes? You don't get it yet, do you? They've been probing U.S. air defenses on these bases, not just the air defenses around the U.S. base uh, at the Conoco oil field. By the way, that's the same spot where U.S. forces and Syrian forces, as well as the Wagner Group, all the way back in 2018, got into it. And President Trump ordered a ton of those Wagner forces to be um, basically liquidated. Of course, a lot of this was, uh, was, was denied, but that's actually what happened on the ground. And later we got that story about Russians, you know, looking for bounties, the sort of revenge situation throughout 2019. So that was 2018, 2019. That's that same area, the Conoco oil field that's in Syria. Uh, so this is an area that's been hard fought over. Now, those bases are going to be hit. That's why you're seeing all these air assets be put into place. You're also seeing uh, the potential for future strikes to come in. That's why the U.S. aircraft carriers and carrier battle groups have gone in. That being said, of course, all of this runs the risk of escalation. Because if the Iranian militias go and hit back, if they kill soldiers, there's a real question of what the U.S. will do in terms of response. And there are people calling for full-on, not just strikes on the Syrian militia group, uh, or excuse me, the, the Iranian militia group bases, but there are people calling for direct strikes on Tehran as well. Um, U.S., you know, F-18s probably wouldn't have the range for that, for where they're situated right now in the East Med, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the U.S. doesn't have strike capabilities, because of course we have uh, U.S. ballistic missile submarines all over the place. I promised that I would read this Hamas statement, so I will. Um, okay, in the name of Allah, okay, we know that part. 
Cutting off communications in the internet from the Gaza Strip has es- and escalating the bombardment by land, sea, and air on residential neighborhoods warns the occupation's intention to commit more massacres and genocide around the world. This is key. We hold the occupation, Washington, and Western capitals that supported it fully responsible. We call on the Arab and Islamic countries and the international community to take immediate action to stop the crimes and series of massacres against our people. So what they're saying here is, what they're saying is they hold the U.S. accountable. They hold Western capitals accountable. Do you get what they're saying? This is an activation call that they're putting out. They're saying when Israel slides in, when the IDF slides in here and starts doing this, the bombings that we're seeing turning Gaza into the new Dresden of the Levant, they're saying that's the activation call they want the Islamic world. They want the Arab world to declare war on Israel. That's why the kibbutz murders, the attacks took place the same in the first place. That's why they did this. They want to destroy Israel and they want to pull the United States into a wider war that engulfs not just the not just Israel, but the entire region and potentially the world. These are people who actually want to start World War III, uh, not just because they want to overextend the United States, but because they want to kill everyone. Uh, we're also seeing um, we're also seeing the IDF publishing footage of its nighttime landing on a beach in Gaza with some of their elite special forces. Um, they're saying it was a limited incursion, but we're seeing these probing attacks back and forth. Um, Israeli Broadcasting Authority, the largest air force attack on the Gaza Strip since the outbreak of the war has been launched. Israeli Army Radio, the air force launches raids of unprecedented intensity on the Gaza Strip. And the Israeli forces, the IDF came out and said specifically, they're calling on the residents of Gaza to move south. The army says Israel is ready to defend the country's security on all, on all fronts, and Israeli forces are expanding the scope of ground maneuvers in the Gaza Strip. What can I say, folks? What can I say? War and rumors of war. War and rumors of war. Welcome to the fourth turning. You want fifth-generation warfare? We'll give you all the fifth-generation warfare you want. And to Speaker Johnson and to all the other Republicans up there, you're going to pull a 180 because you sat down with McConnell talking about Ukraine, talking about all this funding. Where's the money come from? Why is it 12 questions for Ukraine? Why isn't it 12 demands about Ukraine? I don't want to question the funding. I want to demand answers. I want to demand accountability because if you are walking us into the apocalypse, sir, then I'd like to know what's going on. You talk about influencers. These are influencers and uh, they're friends of mine. Jack Rosovic. Where's Jack? Jack. He's done a great job. All right, folks, Jack Pacific back live, Human Events Daily, any day now. Big Pharma and Biden are going to pull the trigger on another drug that, guess what, it just doesn't deliver. Meanwhile, there's tons of health supplements out there that get, you know what, they underperform. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Strong Cell. Strong Cell is a daily liquid supplement that combines the power of NADH, CoQ10, and collagen. Now, why is this important? Studies show that NADH has been known to improve mental clarity, alertness, concentration, and memory. And because of its role in energy production, NADH is also used for improving energy production and treating chronic fatigue. But that is not all. 
NADH has been used to slow our overall aging processes, reduce cravings, and boost your immunity. It works. Just ask Joe Rogan. I use Strong Cell, and I try to use it, by the way, because we just got a new package in. From, I got to tell you guys, we just got this new package in from Strong Cell. I come home the other day. Tanya Tate comes up to me, and she says, sweetheart, here's, here's your box for, for Strong Cell. We go out one week. I said, one week? They usually send a month. That's why I always go for the one month option. I said, well, where's the one month package? He said, well, this is all they sent this time. It was the one week. And I said, oh, that's funny. So I go and I said, well, um, you know, I'll take one now, but can we put the rest of it later, you know, back with the rest of them? Uh, you know, we have this like, you know, one spot where we, where we keep, you know, sort of our, you know, supplements and, and vitamins and things. And so she goes to put it back in the cabinet. She opens the cabinet door and I see she's got the one month option totally for herself sitting in that cabinet. She thought that I wouldn't see it there. I saw she was trying to hog and hoard the, uh, the strong cell. So it was hilarious. Uh, she went for it. You can go for it as well. Go and get your strong cell right now. You'll have the time. You'll feel the difference. Make sure you go to strongcell.com slash poso. That's strongcell.com slash poso for 20% off. Very excited to bring on now J.P. Sears. He is uh, he has become a fellow co-author of mine over at Brave Books. J.P., really excited to have you on the show, man. It's, I, I feel like we should have had you on a million times. Um, we just started doing the live show a couple months ago, so we're, we're working through the Rolodex, put it that way. But I got to tell you, man, my five-year-old, Jack Jack loved your book, Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. Walk people through it. Explain to them why you wrote the book. Uh, I love that. You know, I'm telling your son, I'm, I'm honored. I love that. But yeah, uh, Chomp, Chomp, Chomp with brave books. The message in the book, I mean, first of all, unless you're living under a rock, you're aware there's a problem in the world amongst others. But one of the biggest problems is the indoctrination of children. It's public schools, it's kids books, it's Hollywood entertainment, it's Disney. So we need to do two things. One is protect kids from dangerous messaging that's meant to invade their minds and make them controllable, just not good. We need to protect kids, but we also need to create positive alternatives that instill good morals, good values, teach them the the value of freedom, pro-America, pro-God. So there was a need. I, I wanted to do a small contribution to that. And the book, uh, lastly, I'll say the message of the book, you know, it's entertaining kids story, which is you know so fun. But the message of the book is if there was only one message that I could give my son you know, to support him, not only as a kid, but also to have a great rest of his life. That one message would be, dear son, do your own thinking, be in touch with your heart and have the courage to follow it. That's the overall message of the book. I wanted to make it available to families through an entertaining, engaging kids stories. So uh, thus we have birthed Chomp, Chomp, Chomp. And it's, it's really amazing. This book, it's all about, it's about peer pressure and peer pressure. JP, real quick, why is peer pressure so prevalent in today's society with the rise of social media, et cetera, so many kids, what they're going through? Yeah, you know, peer pressure, obviously it's a huge problem with kids, but we can also just get a real big scope of the problem of peer pressure when we look at the adult world. They used to be kids, yes. but so many adults didn't get the message. 
The past three years, we have seen people compromise their lives because they're succumbing to peer pressure. When adults do it, we call it obedience and compliance. Mm. So just realizing, hey, the next generation, you know, nobody is going to live a happy life filled with meaning and purpose if they're just succumbing to peer pressure betraying their own thinking, it doesn't equal a happy life. I think it equals the destruction of America as well, but they're also not going to be happy. So it's just so evident the past few years that this basic lesson around peer pressure, it it hasn't gotten to people. And, and I know there's freedom fighters out there, but we need to get it out to kids now more than ever. And of course, with social media being in the world, it's around kids from the very beginning. I think it can be even easier to just become an obedient slave to whatever the peer pressure is trying to compel them to do. So kids need to be taught courage feels good. Thinking for yourself, following your heart, that can be uncomfortable at times, but guess what? Here's how to have the courage to do that. Amen. JP Sears, where can people go to get the books and what are your coordinates for? I know everybody watches JP Sears. Believe me, my wife is sending me JP Sears videos like one a week. Look what he did. That. You know, she loves it. She loves the content. Where, uh, where can people go to get your coordinates and get the book? Yeah, you can get the book at bravebooks.com. And my other coordinates, uh, best place to find me, hub for all the videos, all the things I do, awakenwithjp.com. Awaken with JP. All right, JP, we got to get you back on, man. Take it easy. Love to. Good to see you, Jack. God bless. All right, folks, that's JP Sears. He's got the book on. He's got to run. But when we're faced with so much, when we're faced with so much horror out there, when we're faced with these situations, you know, and Tanya Tay, you know, I love the fact that she's watching JP Sears videos while I'm, you know, sitting in the other room doing show prep for this, or I'm looking at Zero Sum 24, and we're looking at these, these war images coming out, whether it be in Ukraine, whether it be in Gaza, whether it be on the kibitzes, whichever it is, we are going through on a daily basis and looking at this. That's why when we're living through a time such as this, and we are in the fourth turning, this is fifth generation warfare meets the fourth turning now. And if you want to potentially be able to respond to this, if you want to be able to actually have the ability to teach your children because they're going to see this they're going to see this through osmosis they're going to see it through proximity from just being around it i remember the gulf war when i was a kid other people remember different wars when they were kids okay just because you're not sitting around because you're not actively showing them it it's going to be happening and of course with with my wife having family from eastern europe guess what there's a war going over there going on over there right now that's right in their backyard, right in their backyard. And so people are saying, I mean, I'm looking at some of this, this information that's on right now. Uh, Saudi officials have just issued warn a warning to the United States that Israel's ground offensive in Gaza could have catastrophic consequences for the Middle East. I'm just looking at some of these headlines. Um, people are saying that the ground operation may not be a full-scale operation at this point. Again, we just don't know yet. We don't know exactly the scope of this thing. Again, they're doing it over the cover of darkness. They're doing it at night. This is when you would want to do something like this. This is when you would need to do something like this in order to set it up. We will 
you know, I'm, I'm basically going through this, this all just in real time as we're looking at it. Um, and we're seeing some of the footage that's coming out now. And people need to understand that it, there is, what is this? And okay, Egyptian media reporting that an Israeli missile landed at the Egyptian city of Taba in the Sinai Peninsula, almost 200, wow, it says 200 kilometers. So that's almost, so 100 miles south of the Mediterranean, essentially where Egypt, Israel, and then Jordan meet at the, at the northernmost tip of the Red Sea. They're saying a, a, an Israeli missile was found there. Uh, possibly a misfire. We're not sure exactly what that is. But again, you're, you're, you're going to, okay, let me walk through the, if, if this really is the ground operation, let me walk through what you're going to see in the next 24 hours or the next 12 hours. You are going to see reports and you're going to see rumors of reports. You'll see wars and you'll see rumors of war. You will see fog of war on everything. You will see old footage that is purported to be new footage. You will see uh, fake, you know, crisis actors. You will see real individuals that have been hit and killed in these bombings. The question is, what do you do about it? The question is, do you need to be affected by it? Because as I showed earlier in the show today, fifth generation warfare, it is the war for your mind. Are you going to be sitting watching, are you going to be doom scrolling and watching war footage all weekend? Or you're going to be like Tanya Tay, watch some JP Sears videos, take the kids some Halloween parties, hang out, have a good time. We've got a soccer game tomorrow morning. Really excited about that. It's an early one playing another school, right? So the question is, who controls your mind? Who are you giving the real estate to in your head? Who are you allowing to control your own head? And as JP Sears' new book talks about, peer pressure. It stems from the ability of other people to control your decisions. And the reason, and the way they do that first is by controlling your emotions. Because if they can control your emotions, they can control you. I'm outraged. I'm outraged. Put, put Derek Chauvin in jail, right? Derek Chauvin's in jail because of people's outrage at a viral video, okay? None of the evidence showed it was murder. But Derek Chauvin had to go to jail. Why? Because people were outraged, because they were led by their emotions. And then you have people say, well, you have to support this. You have to support that. Why? Because of this viral video, that viral video. We've allowed viral videos to control entire nations. We've allowed viral videos to now control the very, uh, the very fabric of our reality. And so the question is, which videos are allowed to be shown and which ones aren't? We showed cartel beheadings this morning. I just did that. I could do it again. I could do it every day because it's going on every day on our border. The question is, why aren't those the videos that get pushed throughout social media? Why aren't there entire industries dedicated to promoting cartel beheading videos and execution videos? This is going on right here in our backyard. And yet those aren't the videos that we're focused on. And so if that's the name of the day, if that's the language of the land, then we here at Human Events Daily are going to start speaking the language of the land. And I will give you all the 5GW you want. Richard Barrister. Hear about the boring people at your office and trying to listen to the new human events with Jack Pozobic. 
All right, Jack, we're back here live, Human Events Daily, Washington, D.C. I want to bring Rich Barris in here. Rich, we're looking at this potential breaking news situation as we come into it. Um, they're talking about potentially the largest bomb. There are people saying, and again, we don't know this until um you know until the dust settles until we've got cameras up in there until we could see what's actually going on but there are people saying currently that the idf strikes on gaza that are going on right now are the largest strikes that have ever been conducted on gaza in any of the conflicts any of the dust-ups between israel and gaza we know the internet's been shut down there but it doesn't matter because at least in terms of that because these strikes are so large you could see them from 10 15 20 miles away everybody could see it's getting lit up like dresden and i've been saying it all day they're, they're lighting it up like dresden um rich walk us through the big picture here because i've been trying to connect it for everybody that the real question is if israel slides in uh, everyone knows that Israel can go in. They have the military capability to do so with their tanks. But if the videos that pour, this is what I've said, though, if the videos that pour out of, of dead children and dead women coming out of these Palestinian areas, we talked about that, that church um, where people were hiding, where Christians ended up being killed, including members of Justin Amash's family, you're going to see the entire Arab and Muslim world rise up in response. That's why the U.S. is putting air defenses all over the place and parking aircraft carriers in there. Rich, are there actually people in our own government that want a World War III? Like, like walk me through that. Well, I, I, first of all, as always, thanks for having me on, Jack. And second yes. of all, I do think that... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the 20 minutes, you know, that between the wrapping up mine and then coming on your show, it does look like, uh, you know, fog of war, fog of war. Be careful, folks. Fog but it of does war. look like, you know, that this is uh, this is it. Internet's going in and out. Uh, there appear to be some blackouts. I mean, it, it gets it's it sounds like it's setting the stage. Uh, they always had that capability. But this is the problem. You said there are people who want World War Three. And I'm also wondering, are there people who want this backlash uh, and are more pro-Palestinian during the Trump administration's, you know, then former Secretary of State John Kerry, con you know, under was undermining uh, President Trump and his peace process with a boss meeting with the boss's man in London, undermine that process in a two-state solution. Ultimately, President Trump decided it was best to isolate them from the Arab world and you know implement the Abraham Accords, and then he moved forward with that. Well, Rich, this you had the story though. You had the story. You had the story. Don't you know. don't bury the lead, man. You had the scoop that it was yeah. it was Kerry yeah, that went to the Palestinians and told them to pull out of the Abraham Accords. When President Trump was putting it all together, he went to the the Palestinian leaders, not even not even Hamas. We're talking the civilian leadership. He went yes. to Abbas and said, "Don't get involved with the Abraham Accords." Yes, obviously we know it's a violation of the Logan Act, but you know we're you know it's like we're ever actually going to get John Kerry indicted. Um, that know, right. that basically it's set up the situation that we have now because President Trump said, fine, if you guys don't want in, I'll go cut a deal with everybody who, do, who does want in. That's why you have Jordan there. That's why you have the UAE there. But that's why you never had the Palestinians there. Yeah. And, and, you know, I actually think it's more than the Logan Act. If you consider what really happened, I mean, we know that Abbas then took that call and 
when Mike Pence was in the region, he went there, of course, ahead of time before the president, um, you know, to, to lay the groundwork and get everybody uh, down. Abbas didn't even meet with Mike Pence, even though the meeting was scheduled. He went he went radio silent on him and Mike Pence never got that meeting. So we know John Kerry's plan succeeded. And it wasn't just John Kerry's plan. He was just the one you know, acting on the behalf of this entity within our own government that was a subverting uh, the, the policy of the United States and their duly elected president. And then um, B, secondly, uh, that brings a, con a greater concern with what you're talking about. I am someone who thinks that Israel does have the right to defend themselves beyond that. And if that means eradicating Hamas, that's what it means. But you can't do that politically speaking without the full weight of the United States behind you. Otherwise, you're going to you're going to do the opposite of what the Abraham Accords did. When the Abraham Accords isolated Hamas among the Arab world and within the Arab world, this without, you know, with mixed signals coming from D.C. Uh, and, and the U.S. government, Jack, this is going to this could unite the Arab world. And that's, of course, not what, you know, uh, and I don't mean against Hamas. I mean, in, uh, in against us, pro sympathetic. <laughs> yes. Right. In pro Palestinian. But this Hamas. is this is my contention. Rich, this was my contention all along. I said this is exactly why Hamas conducted that attack with the amount of ferocity, the amount of cruelty that they did. Yeah. The cruelty was the point. The atrocities is, were the point. Yes. And right here on this program, we were we were one of the first programs in the entire Western world to actually show what was going on on those 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 southern those remote farms in the south the kibitzes and 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 I said this this is part and parcel of what they want they want to destroy Israel they want every and the the way they know to do so is to get every Arab country every Muslim country really to completely destroy them and rich walk people through because we were just just what a couple of months ago just a couple of months ago, we were actually talking and had on the table diplomatic recognition of the state of Israel by the Saudis. By the, now they can't possibly do it. Now it's gone. It's completely yeah. gone. And I think that yeah. was a huge driver of this as well because they could see the Muslim world operating through the lens on, and the framework of the Abraham Accords to isolate the Palestinians. And they said, fine, we'll cut a deal with the Iranians, even though, you know, we're Sunni, they're Shia. We don't care because they'll work with us because they wanted to blow up all of this. And that's what's happened. You just you just brought up the role that Iran plays in all this, which you can't you can't ignore. And net zero, the policy of net zero under the Trump administration was very key to being able to move toward the Abraham Accords. And for people who don't know what that is, they literally wanted net zero export state sponsored terrorism from Iran because they were used. They were shutting down oil exports to countries that even though there are sanctions, folks, they always allowed uh, typically eight countries to, to have a waiver from those sanctions. And when Trump came in, he said two things. One, I'm enforcing, we're, we're implementing these sanctions further. There is no buying of Iranian oil because that's where the, the money comes to fund Hamas and other groups, Hezbollah and so many others. Um, and they did have oil exports to an all-time low. Iran was bankrupt. And Trump even brought the hammer down even more when the waiver period was up. Their SREs, they're called. Trump basically said, I'm not reissuing them. China, you're out of luck. China's the number one uh, buyer of Iranian oil. Is The minute Biden came in, in order to restart the uh, JCPOA deals, 
you know, to the Iran nuclear deal. He said, don't worry, I'm not going to enforce those sanctions. So, you know, people keep saying that the intel is telling them it's almost two year process that, you know, Iran has been plotting this and helping Hamas carry this out. Well, that's right around the time that Joe Biden stopped enforcing those sanctions. And then that was even before the issue of the waivers expired and which they announced when they did that, don't worry, we're not going to be uh, doing what Trump did with the SREs. So China, you can take in the oil. And by the way, China has been, even though they were on the list from the Trump administration, Biden patently told them, don't worry, buy as much Iranian oil as you want. So we you know, get caught talking about $6 billion for this, the hostage negotiations. That's peanuts, Jack, compared to what the Biden administration allowed them to have by simply not enforcing Trump's sanctions. They had Trump had them on their knees. He could kill Qasem Soleimani because they didn't have any option to retaliate. They weren't they had no money, Jack. They weren't going to fund anyone or anything. Yes. Iran, Tehran was broke. And then Joe Biden came in here and not only, you know, are our enemies not on their knees anymore. Joe Biden and extended his hand and said, here, let me help you get up. It's unbelievable, Jack. So I don't know, you know, this is not the time, as sad as it is, and that's why brutality was the point. This is not the time for the IDF to invade, even though I understand they're in, uh, you know, a terrible situation. But the time to invade and remove Hamas, uh, you know, was is, is 14 months from now, 15 months from now, if Donald Trump wins it, again. It's a, it's not it an opportunity looks like to do it. Rich, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing right now that, yeah, you know, we're too. even hearing from some analysts out of the EU are saying that once um, that the bombardment is actually starting to slow down because they think the ground forces are getting closer to the line of contact. And yeah. so obviously they're going to be worried about deconfliction there. So you might actually be seeing a combined arms assault on northern Gaza right now. Yeah. And keep in mind, they're very entrenched there. This is they're going to be entrenched like the Russians were. They knew this was coming. They wanted this to come. That's what people have yeah. to understand. They wanted the escalation. They wanted this. They want Black Hawk down on steroids. They want Mogadishu. They want all of those things, the urban warfare. Rich, when we come back, I'd love to get your sense on how the politics of all this are are playing out back home. We got a new speaker. Let's see what the, what's uh, what's on his agenda. And I want to talk independence. I'm I'm obsessed with independence and where they come down on this. Stay tuned. Human Events Daily, walking you through possibly the first fires of World War III. The lights are out in Gaza. I'm always listening to Human Events with Jack Posobiec. All right, Jack, so back live, Human Events Daily. Uh, we're sitting here with Rich Barris going through the news that's breaking all about this, but this ground operation, which seems to be in its first stages, maybe the first hour of this, as we're looking through it. There's a story out from Axios, uh, Barack Ravid, who's just had a ton of scoops on this entire process. He's very close with the Israeli government. He's got a lot of sources in the IDF. So just you know, understand that's his perspective. That's where he's coming from. Here's what he's saying. The Israeli military said Friday night local time that its ground forces are expanding their operations in Gaza. Um, cellular, Internet and other communications have been cut. Hamas fired a barrage of rockets on Tel Aviv. Two Israeli officials say that the decision to expand ground operations in Gaza was made by the Israeli war cabinet on Thursday night. So last night, local time, after talks on a possible hostage release 
reached a stalemate. Uh, and they're saying that that's, that's why we're seeing this massive increase, because there were apparently some talks about a hostage exchange, uh, maybe, you know, release some hostages in Gaza for some prisoners of Hamas that Israel is, is holding. We're told those talks completely broke down. Rich, that's the latest. You know, we're seeing yeah. this. We're seeing tank columns approaching northern Gaza. But my question yeah. for you is, how is this playing out at home? Because, and I'm just going to say it, um, Big Mike Johnson up there in in Congress, he becomes the speaker and all of a sudden has this huge 180. It's like he has this epiphany on Ukraine. He's like, oh, I'm against funding. I'm not for funding. We're not going to expand it. Become speaker. He said, well, of course we, we need to expand aid. Everybody's for that. And then he's going on Sean Hannity saying we need we can't let Putin prevail. I mean, it sounds like sounds like he got the Mitch McConnell debriefing and uh, and suddenly he's, he's, you know, saying something else. How do you think this is playing out? And, and I'll get you respond to the speaker and then I'd like to get into independence because we need to talk the politics of this. Yeah, first, uh, I I'm kind of, you know, from personally, I'm kind of uh, looking at Mike Johnson's voting record. It doesn't match his rhetoric. So nobody could have been speaker without those concessions on Ukraine. And right. at this point, you know, I'm kind of uh, hoping that he's just playing this role, Jack, of we have to bifurcate the spending because he knows no one's really going to agree to that. So maybe that's his way of trying to thread this needle. I don't know. But uh, the, the, the interview on Hannity should concern you because it sounded a lot like the Paul Ryan, we have a consensus on healthcare uh, interview that uh, that Paul Ryan sat down with Mark um, with Sean Hannity with after Trump was elected. Why would you go on Hannity unless you know you need a, a favorable non-adversarial platform to say a few things like that that you know are not going to go over well with the people that you normally talk to, right? Um, so that that did concern. And then also the Putin won't stop here thing is a textbook myth of empire. It's, we're not in the Cold War. Domino theory wasn't real to begin with. And to hear things like that of the new speaker is very concerning. I'll agree with you there. Because I don't, I think right now, at home, it's not playing well for, for Joe Biden because the world is on fire. And people are thinking back very clearly, even with all the indictments Trump is under, all the voters are telling us right now is, dang, things were so much better under Donald Trump. The world is on fire. The economy stinks. Trump was a better president. So, I mean, Republicans better watch out. There are landmines everywhere. Don't step on one that allows them to throw this back on you. You know, just uh, the, the American public, I'm sure they do believe Israel uh, has they're within their right to take action. You don't need to get uh, too involved in it. They're not up anymore, Jack, for helping Ukraine. They're just not. Do they like Vladimir Putin? No. But we're at a but point. But this is why. Yes, yeah, well, this is why you we're at saw. A point it's going to accelerate. It will. And this is why you saw yeah. Biden making his his speech where he didn't really make the case for Ukraine, but he basically attempted to equate Ukraine with yes. Israel and say we need yes. to do both at the same time. That's why he's desperately giving a speech like that, because he knows that people deeply care about Israel in the United States. That's just a fact of American voters. But he knows that Ukraine it just doesn't have the same emotional so resonance. It resonance. It just doesn't. But when we do look at independence, and and I've been banging on this all week, Rich, that you you've got Elon Musk, you've got David Sachs doing an entire Twitter Spaces with the Duran uh, guys, the the great guys over at the Duran, the two Alexes, um, Vivek Ramaswamy is in there, who's almost like a proxy for independence in some ways. That uh, they're saying, look, it's exactly as you pointed out. We didn't have to deal with this stuff under Trump. 
We didn't have yeah. these problems. We didn't have World War III breathing down our necks. We didn't have to worry about Hamas coming out. We didn't have to worry about how many civilians are being killed in Gaza in the carpet bombing. This, this kind of stuff was the opposite. And so I have to say that if when I'm seeing those type of signals come out at that level, then I think that same metric is going to play out within the independent voters as well. As badly as they feel for uh, Ukrainians and even in polls that tell you they're OK with still sending them some money for humanitarian aid. Um, not so much lethal force anymore, though, Jack. People, they, they never make that distinction. The humanitarian and lethal aid, very different in the polling. But none of it is still supported when it comes with the added risk that this escalates and then the U.S. is going to be on the hook with, you know, have to have to provide boots on the ground or something. They never were okay with that. And anyone being intellectually honest right now, uh, whether Republicans or Speaker, whatever, need to be with the voters because they're not dumb. That is the only path forward in Ukraine. They have failed. The Ukrainian army cannot push Russia out of eastern Ukraine. It's never going to happen. The Blitzkrieg spring offensive was a failure. And it's, you know, the propaganda aside. So if anyone being intellectually honest is going to have to tell independents that at some point we're going to have to do more. Well, guess what, Jack? They don't want to do more. And that's ultimately where Republicans, they're going to have to realize that is where the voter is right now. And forget about their own base, brother. Their own base wants nothing to do with Ukraine. But the independent voter just wants to look back and say, can we please go back to the peace and prosperity under President Trump? If you throw that away then you're basically throwing away the entire uh, justification for him running for re-election in 24. You're throwing no, that I think that's exactly away. right. And, and not to mention the, the incredible gift that BLM and the left have given to conservatives of this massive wedge yeah. of them coming out to support Hamas. Rich, we've only got about a minute that's left. Right. Where can people go? What are your coordinates? I know you're going to be chomping at the bit going through all of this, all the numbers all weekend over at Locals. How can people get access? Absolutely, Jack. Peoplespundit.locals.com. Member, supporter, doesn't matter. Get over there and find out uh, what we're up to. Check out how the public polling project works. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing, again, I know you're done for the Rust Belt poll. You're trying to get it done. Best way to help us, peoplespundit.locals.com. I'm dying for that poll. I'm dying for that I Rust Belt do. poll, man. I keep hearing stuff about Pennsylvania. Scott Pressler is always banging on me about, about Pennsylvania. I'm saying, Rich, I need my Pennsylvania numbers. I'm like a junkie. I'm like, Working give me the on fix. It, brother. Give me the fix. I'm like one of those guys, you know, slumping around in Ken Kensington. I want my Pennsylvania numbers. Folks, World War III. It's on the table. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.